Welcome to Manifest Action, the podcast, hosted by me, Sarah Love. I'm an educator, success coach, and I'm here to help you break up with your excuses so you can start taking the action you need to manifest your dream life. If you're ready to get out of that endless cycle of procrastination and create big shifts in your life, then you are in the right place. So settle in, listen up, and let's manifest some action. Hey guys, and welcome back to Manifest Action, the podcast where we focus on taking the consistent aligned action towards manifesting everything we've ever wanted. I am so excited to bring my very first guest onto the show today. I am going to be talking to Maddie Maple. Maddie is a confidence and business coach that inspires and motivates women to start living authentically and stop living small. She is an expert at helping you break free from limiting beliefs and self-doubts so that you can manifest the life you've always dreamed of living. And in this episode, we are going to be talking all about cultivating confidence in order to take action and pursue your passions. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. So without further ado, here is Maddie Maple. Hey Maddie, thank you so much for being here. Yes, I am so, so excited to chat with you. How are you doing? You've just come back from an epic experience in Costa Rica, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, But first, I would like to invite you to just kind of share a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are now. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share all the things. I feel like I have more to share now, like more than ever. Um, because yeah, I was just sharing with Sarah a little bit about like my Costa Rica trip. I'll dive into that, but I just had a couple transformative weeks and yeah, there's just so much going on. Um, but we'll start from the beginning. So hi guys, I'm Maddie Maple and I'm a confidence and a business coach. Um, I've been coaching for about three years. Um, but before starting my business, obviously, you know, we also mentioned the word passion. And I think the passion for your business always comes from the lows that you experienced previously, right? Anyone that has like a specific niche, you know, that they went through exactly what that niche is, right? Um, You know, if you are a confidence coach, you probably struggled with your confidence. If you're a money coach, you probably struggled with money. And that's really where that passion and that drive comes from. Um, so I have a lot of passion for my business and, you know, the philosophies that I preach and what I'm trying to create in this world, because I, yeah, I struggled very, very deeply with my own confidence, my own self-worth. Um, and I think that really started with obviously my upbringing, but my upbringing in the Mormon religion and the Mormon community. So I grew up a little bit North of Salt Lake city. Um, I currently actually live in Salt Lake city now. Um, I moved back here a couple of months ago. I wanted to be like closer to my family, but before I moved back, I like always bashed on Utah. I said, I would like never move back because I just, yeah, I didn't have the best experience here, but, um, it's always different when you're a little bit older growing up here was interesting because I pretty much lived in this bubble. I, I lived in Kaysville, but I call it Mormonville because like 90% of the people that live there are Mormon. And, and what I'm sharing isn't to necessarily bash the religion at all. It's more to bash the, the community 
that I lived in that I felt was really filled with judgment and ego. So if anyone out there is Mormon, I'm not like bashing your religion, anything like that. You know, my family is still Mormon. I still went to church even after leaving the church for a long time. Um, but the, the energy that I grew up in was this very judgmental, like trying to put you in a box type of space. And I pretty much grew up feeling like everything that I was, I wasn't supposed to be, um, like little tiny things. Like I remember one of the big things for me was drinking coffee. I just like really enjoyed coffee and me and my best friend, we'd like love to go get our Starbucks. This is like in high school. And yeah, like the church pretty much was like, you're going to go to hell. And I just like, couldn't grasp that. Like I couldn't understand that. And then I started like getting into like my style and fashion. And I really liked, you know, like short skirts and like little crop tops. And it wasn't even like I wanted to be scandalous. It's like, I, I truly felt my most full expressed in certain styles of clothing and I just love different vibes and different music and music that swear words. I started liking rap music and all of these things. It didn't feel like I was rebelling. It felt like it was actually a part of who I was and like my authenticity. And so when everything that I started to enjoy started to be something that would prevent me from being with my family forever in heaven, I was just, yeah, kind of, I think overwhelmed with like guilt and fear. And, um, you know, I, I started to really not like myself because I wasn't being myself. Right. I was like being pushed to be somebody, but I wanted to be somebody else. I remember even, um, the boyfriend I had at the time, his dad was like the Bishop. And so if I went to their house, I had to like bring a change of clothes and like, you know, wear something more modest. And I had like a septum ring and I'd like push it up. And like, it was just all of this hiding who I truly was. Um, so you can only imagine what that does for your confidence, especially as a teenager. And so, yeah, I just got into a really dark place where I just did not love myself, did not believe in myself, really going to the, the deepest of the low of, you know, honestly getting to a point where I was like, it was like self-hatred. Like I truly hated myself and didn't understand why I was on this planet and essentially like didn't want to be on this planet for, you know, a couple of years. And so that was really dark for me. Um, but then I found, uh, music festivals and raving and the EDM industry and, you know, cause that was just the music I was into. It was just so authentic for me and like the cute little outfits and everything. Like I just wanted to go to a rave so bad. So I go to my first rave and for the first time, like that was a completely different environment for me. Like that was a space where I could fully be myself. No one was judging me. Like it was all love. Like you could wear anything and people are like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. You could dance any way. And people are like, oh my God, you're so cool. You could listen to anything. There's all these different, you know, sub genres of EDM and I, I finally got to be fully expressed. Um, and that was just, that was the start of my, my up. Like that was the start of my, you know, coming out of my rock bottom. Cause I just finally had a space to explore. And once I started being myself, then I finally started loving myself. And it's like, I think that's one of the most important parts of self-love is authenticity, because how can you love yourself if you're not even being yourself 
So once I had that space to create the true me, um, it just kind of went up and up from there. I ended up moving to LA, you know, leaving the church. Um, and yeah, I, I found a mentor in LA that taught me all about business and, you know, one thing led to another that kind of led me to starting my coaching business. And since then my whole life has been like music festivals and coaching and, and retreats and, now kind of blending the two. I do a lot of experiences in Costa Rica that are really blending personal development and like psychedelics and music. And um, yeah, it, you know, once I, once it all kind of all the pieces came together. Yeah. Now my path is just music and, and growth. Like those are the two important things in my life. So amazing. So inspiring. And if you guys check out Maddie's Instagram, she is just what I see is like the true embodiment of like living in her authenticity. And mm -hmm. when I found out that she'd grown up in a Mormon family, I just couldn't believe it because I think that a lot of people struggle with the fear of judgment that might come with breaking free from this path that you've been on since childhood and deciding to carve your own path. So my question for you is how did, did you, did you face that, that fear of judgment, that fear of like, well, what are people going to think? um especially maybe your family and if you did how did you how did you overcome that yeah I think I did a little bit I I think for me and like my personal values like following my truth was just always more important like I I love my family so much but like at that point in my life like 16 years old I wasn't as tied to like I need to have my family's approval I was like so depressed that I was like, I'm doing whatever it takes to be happy. Right. Um, and, and with that, I think there's always been a part of me that would rather be delusional. I'd rather be delusional and happy than too self-aware and sad. That has always just been almost like a natural feeling for me, but it's definitely something that you can, um, if you don't have that naturally, you can obtain that, like you can receive that belief and create that in your life of, I would rather be delusional and happy than too self-aware and sad. And what I mean by delusional is like, I kind of have this Pisces energy to me where I'm just kind of in my own world, you know? Um, and I, I just don't really think about what people think I do in some ways. I do in some ways, like there's always been a part of me that like wants to be the cool girl and like, you know, so I, I try to be like, you know, sometimes I hold myself back from like dancing and being silly because like, I want to be seen as like cute, cool. Like I have those types of like judgments, but when it comes to some of the bigger things of like, oh, what are people going to think of like my business or things that are really, really important to me like that? I'm just like, no one else, almost anyone that is judging me, they almost don't exist in my world. I'm just completely delusional. Like the only thing that exists is people that are like obsessed with me you know, and I, I'd rather just like ignore people that don't care. Um, I think self-awareness can be a, a blessing and a curse. And I just kind of choose to just not think about it. Amazing. I think even though you say that you'd rather be not self-aware, you even within that, not wanting to be self-aware, that is self-awareness. So it's like, it's a really interesting, interesting idea but I love that so much so what would you say to someone who is looking for a little bit more of that true confidence that you have of just like 
you call it being delusional, but maybe like a step in the right direction. What do you think that would step would be? Maybe not going straight from self-awareness to delusion, because I think that's that's huge for a lot of people. But what would the first step be? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's you're completely right. It's totally unrealistic to just say, well, I'm just going to completely ignore my family's opinions. Like, no, there's so many things that are like more important to, to different people. Like for a lot of people listening, your approval of your family is so important. Like that is a huge value for you. Um, and so what I would say is there's, so there's so many pieces that go into your confidence, right? I really have like these four building blocks, which are your beliefs, um, your trust, your authenticity and action. And so I think for everyone, it's going to be a little bit different of where you need to like take steps. Um, so even in my confidence journey, I have, uh, like, I guess different journeys or like almost different levels of my confidence journey, right. Where there's like a different theme to each one. So sometimes what I need to do to really enhance my confidence is I need to just trust. I need to trust myself. I need to trust the universe and that the universe is guiding me. I need to trust in abundance. You know, other times in my journey, I'm really getting into my beliefs and I'm doing like the shadow work and the journaling and the embodiment work of like dismantling different beliefs. Um, and then obviously authenticity, sometimes I have to put focus there. And then sometimes it's about action and really taking action. And so I think it's hard to say like one, I guess one general tip, but um, really looking at, okay, what, what is creating the lack of confidence, you know, make a list of everything in your life, um, and, and kind of rate what's making you feel confident and what isn't. So, okay. When I hang out with Jill, like my confidence feels like it's at an eight. When I hang out with Kelly, my confidence is at a two. Okay. When I'm in this scenario, like when I'm dancing, I feel like my confidence is this. When I feel like I'm in this city, I feel like my confidence is this and kind of starting to gauge for yourself, right? Everyone's journey is so, so unique. Um, you know, for some of you, like leaving your hometown is, might be the thing that creates your confidence, taking that action to get up and leave a scenario that might revolutionize your confidence. For some of you, it's not necessarily about leaving your hometown. It might be, you have this one belief that you need to sit down with your journal for hours every day and work through that belief and dismantle it and let go of it. Um, so it's, it's really taking inventory. I think of your life. I feel like having this inner compass compass of what makes me feel good and what doesn't. And then, and then making moves, uh, based on that is, is what's going to change everything. But those are really like my building blocks are beliefs, trust, authenticity, and action. If those four things are in alignment, that is confidence. I love that. I love that so much, especially since is since this is Manifest Action, the podcast, and we talk all about action all the time. And that is something that might that, you know, at the beginning you talked about how the things that uh you've been through in your own journey are like what you end up working through with helping other people work through. And that's what I worked through. It was the action piece. I just I knew what I wanted. I knew that I was brave. I've done so many brave things in my life. I knew that I had confidence, but in some other things, I just could not take action. And learning how to do that was just, 
was like a real, real big learning curve for me. And yeah, it did involve sitting down with my journal for hours and hours, dismantling this belief, realizing what was adding to my life and what was taking away from my confidence. And yeah, like, I just love that you, that is part of your, of your formula for confidence. So if you were talking to someone who was saying, okay, okay, but how can I take action? I'm just really struggling to take action. What would you say to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, First off, I want to talk to that of like, that's exactly why I reached out. And why, when I saw your podcast, I was like, Ashley, reach out to Sarah immediately. Like I would love to collaborate with her because like the action piece and like everything that you share. And even just from looking at like your Instagram bio, I was like, we are aligned. I know that (laughs) we have like just similarities and um, yeah, the, the action piece. So what I'll share about action. Um, okay. So two different things I want to share, like a simple tip and then actually like the psychology of, of not Mm, being in action and kind of limiting beliefs. So which one should I share first? Okay. I'll, I'll kind of go into like psychology first, I guess. Mm -hmm. So usually the reason we don't take action usually, um, is just because of fear, right? And that comes to our limiting beliefs. We have all of these like made up excuses of why we shouldn't take action. And all these like in our brain, they seem like really good reasons to not take action. This is why I think it's so powerful to have a coach um, because, you know, I've even had limiting beliefs myself that I couldn't fully see. They truly felt like good reasons why I shouldn't do something. And then like a fact, like it's a fact, like. I have a full-time job, so I can't build a business. I have kids. I can't do this thing that I want to do. It's, but it's not, it's, it's just, that's what, that's your story that you're telling yourself. So I love that you're, you're mentioning that. Exactly. Um, one of my favorite coaches, James Wedmore, he calls the belief system BS, like bullshit, mm. BS, like belief yeah. system. And I love that because all, all beliefs, even your good beliefs are completely made up. And that's why I say I'd rather be delusional Mm -hmm. than self-aware. I'd rather just make up, you know, all beliefs are fake anyway. They're just, you know, uh, everything's relative. They're all perspectives. So I'd rather have like perspectives that make me happy, even if they're not, you know, they're just made up and, and uh, kind of romanticized or fantasy. I would prefer that than, than trying to find like the truth, you know? Um, but yeah, so it all comes to this, this fear and pretty much we're thinking we're making up any reason not to go after something. So we don't put ourselves in a vulnerable position where we might be able to get hurt. So one of the things that I do in like my signature confidence program is we have a session called feel the fear and do it anyway, which is like just one of my favorite philosophies and quotes. Same. Yeah. I just, I love it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And, uh, I actually, someone made me like a custom like sweatsuit once and it had like a bunch of like angel numbers and my name on it. And then she put really big on it, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I like reached out to her. I'm like, I didn't tell you to put that on there. Why'd you put that on there? She's like, I don't know. I just felt it. And so I have this like sweatsuit that says like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Amazing. How did she know that is like, that is everything. And so what we do in this session, which is almost like counterintuitive, right? When you talk about manifesting, everyone talks about visualizing what you want to happen, but I actually have my clients visualize the worst case scenario. 
And this isn't like an everyday thing. You don't want to be wallowing in it. But if you really can't get into action, what, okay, why don't you want to get into action? What is your fear behind it? What are you afraid that's going to happen? And can you sit with that and get comfortable with it? Um, also getting uncomfortable or getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? So sitting in those feelings, um, taking cold showers, doing cold plunges, doing rejection therapy, anything you can do to make yourself uncomfortable and get really comfortable with the worst case scenario, that's going to help you get into action. Because once you're not afraid of the worst case scenario, then you're not afraid to take action. So thinking about, okay, if I quit my job and start this business, well, I'm not going to take action on that because I'm terrified I'm going to fail. All right. Well, what if you fail? Can you sit in that? Can you think about, well, what will I do? Will that actually be that bad? Um, You know, going back to the family judging you. All right. I'm afraid to be myself. Um, I'm afraid to get into action and like do this thing that is like so authentic to me because I'm scared of what my family is going to think. All right. What if your family really comes to you and is like, we don't like that. Then what? Because our brain likes to make it so big in our head. Um, and I've, I've actually also um, really struggled with OCD my whole life and like different phobias and these huge fears. What I even learned through healing my OCD was that our brain just makes these fears so big in our heads and how OCD works is like, you're pretty much running on this hamster wheel of trying to prevent the bad thing from happening. But what happens when you're preventing it from happening is it only makes the fear like bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, you're feeding this snowball effect of like this fear, just getting like to be this huge monster. And it's really not this monster. And so facing that fear, getting comfortable with it, it's going to make you so powerful. And one of the most important beliefs that I think you can have is I believe I can handle anything. So if you fail, if your family disapproves, if you get broken up with, if you get cheated on, if you, whatever it is that you're afraid of, like, if you know that you can handle that shit, that is when you are in your power. Um, so yeah, all your limiting beliefs. Yes. Sometimes you need to work through them. You need to sit down with your journal and work through them. Other times you need to just realize they're absolute complete bullshit. And you just need to just actually understand that and grasp that concept. They're complete bullshit. And just realize that the only reason that limiting belief exists is because you are trying to hide from your fear and you need to just get over your fear. So that's kind of like the longer explanation Mm -hmm. of getting into action is getting comfortable with your fear. Um, But the other thing I want to share is, have you ever read the five second rule by Mel Robbins? Oh my gosh. I was literally just once going to talk about that because I um, did a podcast about what I'd learned from that. I think I released it a couple of days ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I was going to say like, yeah, sometimes journaling is really valuable and you want to sit down and dig deep into your fear, but actually sometimes fast action is what you need to do. It's just like, exactly decide what the action is and just do it so the five second rule you count down from five four three two one and then you physically move your body in the direction of doing the thing and just just go and do it and yeah we talk about in the episode I talked about how you can use it for anything like just getting off the couch and going to do the thing or going to do something really scary like I don't know um 
ask your boss for a raise or whatever, something that feels really terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. My one of my Mel Robbins is my absolute hero. I love her so much. Yeah, I feel the exact same. That book completely changed my life. That's so funny. You just created an episode about it. I had a feeling you'd heard of it since you're like yeah. so into it, like <laughs> action and everything. Um, yeah, that book completely changed my life. I was so paralyzed and honestly, like a little bit lazy uh, before starting my business. And I read that book, or I think I like listened to the book and I just... I started doing it for everything. Like my boyfriend actually started getting really annoyed of me because everything I was like five, four, three, two, one, get up, like cleaning the bathroom. And, and I would start so small. Like I'd want to clean the bathroom and I wouldn't be like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to go clean the bathroom. I'd be like five, four, three, two, one. I'm just going to go downstairs and get the supplies. Mm-hmm. All right. Now five, four, three, two, one. like I would segment everything five, four, three, two, one. And we still use it to this day. Like if me and my boyfriend are like, you know, being lazy in the morning and can't get out of bed. I'll be like, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. And he's like, so he's on board now (laughs) and he's on board now. He's like five, four, three, two, one. And we get up and we just stand up and you just do it. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, this is why I, I didn't want to give like one generalized tip for more confidence because it really does depend on where you're at in your journey. For some of us, we are being asked to actually, uh, acknowledge the thought and the shadow and work through that with our mindset. And then, yeah, for some of us, and, and you can feel intuitively what you need to do, whoever's listening, like for a lot of us, it's get out of your journal and just stand up yeah, and just do it. Yeah. That's what I needed to do. Like 2019 me was just like journaling, doing all the affirmations, like doing all the meditations, all the visualizations, but I wasn't taking any action. And then I was wondering why manifestation wasn't working. And it's like, no, because you needed to take some action. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why I always say that confidence is the biggest, like missing puzzle piece uh, to manifestation. Um, and, and manifestation and the law of attraction are very different, right? The law of attraction Mm -hmm. is like attracts like, and it's all about your thoughts and your energy and yeah, energetically attracting things to you. Uh, but manifestation is just the creation of your life. And I think that confidence has been lost a little bit, um, because the secret came out and everyone, it feels like this magical thing of like, you know, just look at a yellow Lamborghini every single day and then you'll just have it. And I've even got like a lot of hate on TikTok for some of my um, videos that I posted saying like, you, yes, write your affirmations, but also like get off your ass and do something. And people are like, that's not how manifestation works. Like yeah. you can't just, you can manifest things without doing anything. And I'm like, yes no. and no, yes, you, yeah. you can't attract things to just like appear in your reality but that's not empowering. That's not being a co-creator. No, that's just like wanting the universe to like serve you. And that's not, that's not how it works. And I think I saw a post on Reddit today of this person who was like, I tried to manifest something small, not nothing specific, just something small by not doing anything. I'm like, okay, well, you weren't specific. You had no clarity and you didn't take any action towards doing the thing. And now you're saying that like, you've disproved the law of attraction. I'm like, oh my God. I- <laughs> No, oh. that's not how it works. Like people are, people have really gotten it uh, wrong. Yeah, you're so right. Manifestation is just the creation of your life. It's actually, it's science. Like you yeah. are, I think that, so 
of you. Do you know Too Big Magnetic? Uh, yes, but I haven't yeah. like listened to much. So their formula for like neural manifestation, as they call it, is being unblocked, expanded, and then taking aligned action towards your manifestation. And I'm like, that is just like, I couldn't have put it any better. Like that is just the perfect formula. Yes, you need to have your subconscious mind clear and you need to actually embody the person that wants to live that life that you want. And you need to take the aligned action to get to where you want to go. And and I think where it gets confused is that people are there is a fine line where action becomes uh, neediness and pushing too much. Right. Mm. And that's why I like that. Their third step is take aligned action. Aligned is the key word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I would add in the word fun, like take I love that. fun action. If something feels, you know, uh, what I, how I explain it to my clients is like, all right, write down what you want, write down all of the ways that you could get there possibly don't be attached to how you're going to get there. Don't be attached to any way that it's going to work. Just have fun with it. Write down like, you know, okay, well, I want a thousand dollars. Well, I could um, make that, you know, doing a business. I could get a raise at work. I could find it on the ground. I could, you know, go to the dump and find a special chest with a secret key <laughs> and open the secret key in a thousand, like literally have fun with any way that that could come into your reality. And then just pick whichever one feels the most fun. Don't pick what you feel like you need to do. Don't feel like you need to take the action to be deserving or that like it's a part of your self-worth or anything like that. Like that's where it gets confused because there is a part that, you know, where the action could get very, um, you're actually repelling the manifestation because you're just so like tight on it. Neediness, the desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Desperation is a perfect word. Neediness, desperation. Um, so that that's where it can, the action can go wrong, but taking aligned action is so empowering. Like it, if it should taking action should feel good, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Wow. So Tell me a little bit more about all of your passions for festivals and music and how that is part of like driving what you do. I am huge on talking about finding your why and like, why are you doing what you're doing? And of course, it's in service of of others who are also trying to uh, grow into a confident person to be able to create the life that they want. But I'm sure you also have some more like personal whys to your story. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So passions, music, my whys. Um, it's actually so funny that like when I started my business, my biggest why and the biggest thing that kept me going was music festivals. Like I wanted to be able to go to any festival that I wanted and I wanted to be able to, you know, when I was like broke and I didn't have money, my friends would like buy my tickets for me and they would help with like the Airbnb when we travel to different festivals. Um, and I, I wanted to be able to do that. Like now I'm able to, you know, help my friends out if they don't have the money. Um, because I just, I think experiences are everything and I'm never going to say no to an experience because I don't have the money. So I'm very grateful for my friends and, you know, that resource that I had to help me have the experiences that I did when I didn't have the money to pay for them. Um, and I really wanted to be able to do that my, myself. Like I wanted to be able to go to any festival, buy any outfit, travel, stay in a nice Airbnb, buy the Ubers, you know, and 
and be able to create beautiful experiences with the people that I loved. Um, and as soon as I had that, why, you know, obviously I have other whys in terms of just wanting to help others. Um, and that, that was, I'm a very heart centered business owner. That's always been the core of, uh, what I do is, you know, once you create a transformation, all you want to do is help others create the transformation. Cause it like hurts my heart to see people go through what I went through. And like, I'm solely here to serve people, but on a really real level, like I wanted to fucking go to festivals and that's what motivated me to really grow my business. And yeah, I think we have some of the more personal desires to help us be more in service. Like if I, if ego didn't exist, like we wouldn't be able to serve as many people. Right. Um, yeah, I really wanted to to create that because music festivals for me, it's, it's a part of my being. I just don't even know how else to explain it. Like the music, the people, the psychedelics, the transformation, the whole journey of it is something that I can't imagine living without and something that I feel so grateful that I get to experience. Um, and yeah, it's my, my biggest priority to create those experiences for myself and also for others. Um, and that's why the retreats that I now host in Costa Rica, we really have blended the two, of uh, like blended spirituality and personal development. You know, we have the workshops and the yoga and the meditation and the breath work and the, all the things. Um, but then we also have a lot of dance parties and a lot of fun and a lot of, you know, little trippy experiences in nature and just, just dance and laughter. Um, because I feel that I heal the most through fun. Um, and I, I actually hosted a retreat where like the whole theme was about having fun. Like it was just all about like claiming what you want and then just having as much fun as you can. And the first Oracle card we pulled said, uh, the universe works fast when I'm having fun. And I was like, yes, that is the theme. That is why I created this. And so, yeah, I mean, my co-host really believe in healing coming through laughter, healing coming through embodiment, healing coming through community. Um, and that's really what music festivals create for me is like laughter, community, expression, love, and dance and fun. Yeah. So that's really what um, my whole world revolves around. I love that. Yeah. And that is in service of others, like you living authentically oh, yeah. is like, if you were not doing that if you were like oh well I don't know if I should go to like my sixth festival this year when I should be like doing more for others that's not you living authentically so that's in the end of the day is not going to be in service of the people in your world right one one thousand percent I I believe honestly that everything we do is in service of others Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself having boundaries having fun like all the things um, because an example is the greatest teacher, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I have like, kind of, I know we were going to talk a little bit about like, where am I now? Where am I going next? And I have been kind of stepping away from creating content a little bit mm-hmm. of like, I'm not posting on my podcast as much. I'm only posting when it feels super aligned. Um, you know, for the last three years, it's like, I've shown up and posted, content every single day and podcast every single week. And I'm kind of going through like, a, like my confidence journey all over again and 
integrating a lot and going through a lot. And I had a crazy year last year. So I've kind of like put the brakes on a little bit. Um, but what I found is like, I'm still like creating the same, um, impact just by living my life and going through my own journey. Mm -hmm. And of course I share bits and pieces of it. I'm not completely in the shadows. Like I'm here, I'm sharing this and whatever, but I've kind of stepped away from creating more educational content where I'm just like telling things to people and more focusing on being my best self and then also bringing people together in person, inspiring in person, like just more of that, uh, um, embodiment, embodiment and sharing like the, uh, transferring energy really. Mm -hmm. And being that example, I think that's just as powerful as writing a a book about every single secret about manifestation. You could just be you and people will get transformed by that, you know? Yeah. I love that. Wow. So then tell us, are there any blocks that you still like you feel working through in 2023? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been like going through, I'm calling it, um, a quarter life transition because it's not a quarter life crisis, but it's a quarter life transition. Mm-hmm. Um, last year I went through like a breakup, um, and then started traveling and going to Costa Rica and was traveling full time for like nine months. And then I started having like health issues and skin issues and pretty much the breakthrough that I had in Costa Rica is I feel like when I went through my confidence journey, the first time it was pretty mindset based. Like I needed to get control of my mind and learn how to navigate the ego and my mindset. And it was just a lot about, yeah, the journaling and taking little bits of action and like finding myself, but it was, it was all very mental. If that makes sense. Like up, neck up. It was very neck up. Exactly. So now I feel that my confidence is being stripped away mm-hmm. and I am being asked to rebuild my confidence from the neck down. I love that. And so in my Costa Rica experience, it was just very, it was a lot of somatic work. Um, me and my friend were having like anxieties coming up and we actually had this like whole experience where we, we like had like a screaming session And we looked absolutely crazy and I did not give a fuck. We like, we were both like going through it. We had all this anxiety and fear in our body. And we like went down into the yoga shala at our retreat center. And we just started fucking screaming. Like Sarah, we were (laughs) going crazy, running around, shaking, like sighing with these like big grunts. And I walked out of that experience feeling like a brand new bitch. I was like, Okay. Wow. That's weird. I feel so empowered right now. I feel so clear when I was not, I was feeling confused and overwhelmed and anxious. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then the whole rest of the trip, it was all about like, even at the festival, like I'd have different fears come up. Um, like even just like in the crowd, like we're all having a good time and I'd have these fears come up. And then I just really got into my body and we were just fully in like flow and dance and movement and like I felt like I was truly moving energy through my body. And it comes back to, again, sometimes we're being asked to pull out the journal and work through it through our mindset. And some of us are being asked to get out of our head and into our body. 
And I think right now I'm really being asked to get out of my head, back into my body. I'm doing all this like hormone health, gut health um, journey. And yeah, it's just all about my body right now, which I actually feel like I've ignored my body for a really long time. Um, But yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily say I have a a block right now, but there's definitely a lot of, well, I I still have more blocks, obviously, but there's none none that are super present for me right now, um, especially since I just went to Costa Rica. Um, It's more integrating these lessons of trusting my body, trusting my intuition, you know, using my body to work through energy. Um, It's just a lot of new, really new lessons for me, honestly, which is really, really fun. Cool. So what can we expect from you in 2023 then with your work? Yeah. In 2023 for my, with my work, I am fully, fully focused on in-person experiences. It's been so long since we've been able to have anything like real. I mean, at the beginning of 2022, we didn't know what it was going to look like. And I think people were a bit afraid to travel still. But now it's like, no, we're back to normal. We're back online. No, we're not. We're offline. (laughs) We're we're back online to be in person. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No. and, And it's just, I always thought I loved online the most. And I would always be an online girl because... I've just always loved social media and I'm also very introverted. I'm very much a homebody. Like I like to be safe and comfortable. Like if, if you guys could see me right now, I'm in this like big pink fluffy yeah. robe and I have like my, you know, my chai latte and I'm just and you like, still look great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I have like pimple patches on my face. Like I, I just love, and I couldn't like go do an interview in person like this. I like being in my little cozy space, whatever. <clears throat> um, but yeah, all of that has changed for me. Just again, so many transitions and I'm just like fully passionate about, um, yeah, creating in-person events. So I'm going to do my signature solo retreat that I do. Um, again, this year it's called fruition. It's all about like queen vibes and luxury. So I rent out like these crazy mansions and do, it's like a whole self-worth retreat. So I'm going to do that. Um, I have my Costa Rica retreats. I'm going to do some like in-person ecstatic dances. I'm working on DJing so I can like, you know, DJ my own ecstatic dances. And I want to get certified in um, uh, like uh, facilitating cacao ceremonies. I really love working with cacao and I want to just really create experiences and bring people together um, in person. So I also do a business program as well. So I've been working one-on-one with a, a lot of women, which feels really good and um yeah helps support while I'm like on this journey of you know doing all the crazy in person stuff but but I also don't know what else is to come I I I'm a very much uh in in the moment person I might wake up tomorrow and be like never mind I'm doing this instead yeah. so. the fast action just be like oh, I'm gonna do this take I'm action. gonna do this instead <laughs> yeah I have to really follow what lights me up but right now I'm like really lit up by um fun experiences. I love this. Well, Maddie, this has been such an amazing conversation. So please tell everyone where they can find you, where can they reach out to you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was like, yeah, this is so much fun. It really uh, just shifted my energy and I feel really, really good. So I'm very grateful. Um, But yeah, if you guys want to connect more, um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, My handle is Maddie Maple, M-A-D-I, Maple like the syrup. 
Um, then I have actually two different podcasts. I'm launching a second one right now. So I have breaking butterfly, which is, you know, confidence and manifestation and abundance. And also just a lot of my personal life. I just released like a Costa Rica episode today. So if you want to hear more about all my like crazy Costa Rica experiences, um, you can hop over there. And then I also just released a podcast called making money with Maddie. Um, and it's just going to be sharing tips for coaches. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'd love to connect with any one of you and yeah, I'm just here to support and help and share. Cool. Thank you so much. This has been great.